Hey guys, hope everybody's doing good. I'm um, currently in a holding camp, which, God, makes it sound really bad, but it's actually incredible. Um, I don't know if anyone has been able to follow little bits and pieces on Instagram, just posting um, little bits about like pictures where we are. Um, this is the Irish holding camp in a, I think it's a city called Fukuroi. Um, and it's a resort. Um, I don't know the name of the resort off the top of my head, but it, it feels, it very much feels like a holiday resort and the kind of place um, you'd go for like, you know, a day spa or probably like Galgorm or something like that. Like it, it's, it's really nice. It's, it's been set up um, in a way that just everywhere you are in the building, pretty much either has something really cool, really nice art, um, the hot baths, which is called onsen, um, really popular in Japan. But yeah, no, it's, um, it's a really nice setup. And, and you know, what's really interesting, I guess, for me personally is, um, you know, perhaps had I not traveled to the Olympics, which, you know, now that I'm here, like seems crazy that I would even, um, have suggested that but also this is probably the kind of place that you know you you might have found that I would have went to um for example because it is gorgeous and it is very like um words like zen would come to mind and um no it's just a it's just a really cool spot and I think it's exactly um what I needed and and you know what's gonna help sort of get the final bits of preparation out of the way before obviously what will be a very tough day and like um i guess like 10 days from now and there's no there's no denying how tough this race is going to be um i i guess you prepare as, as best you can for you know events like this and and you do heat preparation um and you do what you can but I guess when you actually um, get to the location and, and you start to get a few runs in it and, and you do, you know, I did a bit of a session last Sunday, but I actually had to tweak the session quite a bit because um, the, the heat and the humidity was just really, really fierce. And um, I guess the idea, the idea I had for a session was I wanted to spend time in the heat and the humidity so I wanted to be in the heat and humidity for like a good hour and then I wanted to do three times two mile on the track um, and so the early part of the session was supposed to be six miles at marathon effort and and I would have already done a 20 minute warm-up and I would have already done you know drills and strides and and so combined that would have been roughly one hour <clears throat> one hour before I do the three times two mile on the track. Um, but then I guess why I adjusted it is because by the, <laughs> by the time I did the warm up, I was already drenched in sweat. Um, I think it was, it was something silly, like 34 Celsius. Um, and maybe, you know, it was 34 Celsius that I had direct sun, like the sun was beaming down on me um, and, and being out in the track there was no there was no shade there was no hiding I did the tempo on the track 
Um, and I did that on purpose because, you know, satellites have been a little bit hit or miss around um, the stadium where we've trained and I just can't really be bothered dealing with that. Um, trying to guess is, is this accurate or is this not? Um, so basically I got the... I got to the stage where I'd done four mile tempo, my warm up, and the four mile was sort of progressively getting a bit harder. Um, and I just decided, all right, look, I'll, I'll call it a day there and then I'll do some mile reps. And the session sort of changed from, why I'm, why I'm telling you this is, is more because when you're, when you're sat at home planning a session, and I was sat in Flagstaff or wherever it was. Um, it, it made a lot of sense. Like logically, it made a lot of sense. Spend a, spend a good hour out in the heat and then do three times two mile. And within the three times two mile, practice pace change. And so, of course, the logic behind that makes a lot of sense. You know, it's, it's logical, <laughs> like practice being hot and humid, you know, practice being a little bit tired from the heat and humidity, and then when you're tired, you know, practice changing pace. The problem is I was, I guess, day three off a long haul flight. Um, I, I, the, the early part of the run and marathon pace had already sort of like tired me out a bit. And so I just, it's, a, it's basically smart to know when logic hasn't really worked, or theory, I suppose we can call it a theory. It was a good theory, but then the practical side of things is once I actually was out there doing it, I realized, okay, for today's heat and humidity, because it was like, it should have only been about 28 Celsius and it ended up being like 34 and, and you know, 80, 70 to 80% humidity. And um, I had to just make a decision. It was like, okay, let's let's not run the race today just trying to prove to yourself that you can persist in hot and humid conditions um but then when i look back i looked at what i sort of ended up being capable of doing i suppose you could say and you know it wasn't a bad day of training it was like four mile four by mile and then the reason i did eight four hundreds at the end is because i think in the last two weeks i'm trying to prioritize like speed and like I guess the idea in my head is like power and so what I don't want is somewhere hot and humid to find myself like finishing most runs and most sessions just absolutely cooked and and, and tired and heavy and you know covered in sweat and and basically thinking to myself god like I only got slower today and it became a real drag I don't really want that feeling so I've sort of made the decision that, you know, I'm going to finish off sessions or I'm going to finish off runs with like maybe some hills or, or you know, maybe some strides or, um, you know, that day I ran my last 400 and, you know, I was, I was running like 67, 66, 65, 63, 61. And it just means you get back on the bus and you're like, yeah, you just feel pretty good about yourself. You're, you're keeping your legs. That's basically like neuromuscular system and you're keeping your legs sort of like fired up versus, you know, coming off the track, having just ran a mile rep in maybe 505 because you were slowing and, and getting tired and and nobody likes that feeling. That's a that's a shitty feeling. Um so that was kind of like another theory I suppose that I 
decided um, mid-session because I could tell if I, if I persisted trying to do the session that I initially planned, well, I, I would have got to the point where I was just very, very tired. Um, and like I say, it, it, was, it was day three post-travel. Um, the conditions were way hotter than way hotter than we thought and then way hotter than it's going to be in Sapporo. But it was also a nice reminder that, you know, this is going to be fucking hard, like really hard, <laughs> um, which I'm laughing about because I don't know, I just have this way on race day of dealing with it. But um, I mean, if it was two weeks, if it was two weeks out from London and I had to do a session in similar weather to the day of London, you know, I'd I'd probably have really struggled. But something happens on race day where you just, you just get on with it. You just make it happen. You, you find a way to, you know, cope and, and deal with something that ordinarily in training you might've chose not to. Um, and, the, and that's okay. I think that's really important for people to understand. You don't, you don't have to, um, be stubborn and be persistent all the time in training. Now, if this was four or five weeks ago, then, you know, I might, uh, I might have dug the session out a little bit longer, but like, to be honest, I don't, I personally don't train like that. You know, I, I push hard, but, but I don't, I don't kill myself for the sake of training. That's just, I, I'm just not like that. Some people are, that's the way some people train. Personally, I just prioritize being healthy and, and that includes mental health, physical health. So if I keep beating myself up and like almost punishing myself in training to do more, to do more, you know, I, I'm just not like that. So I tend to, the phrase would be um, quarterbacks in American football call an audible if they notice something isn't quite right. So it's like a quarterback call. And only the quarterback can make that call because they're seeing the opposition team and they think, oh, actually, we should run this play because I've noticed something. And I guess with me, if I'm having a tough day, which I don't normally do, then I make calls like that. I make a call that says, right, actually the best thing I could do today is a little bit less. And you know what? It's, it doesn't just work that way. There's days where I didn't plan to maybe do a double session day. And because the morning session went really well, I'll, I'll potentially do something in the evening. So it works it works both ways. Some days I, I, my body's capable of more. Other days it's, it's, you know, it has to settle for a bit less. But um, the, the tapering side of things has, has started. Um, it's, this is where, you know, you should probably ignore what you see online. And, and you know, I've seen other athletes, other competitors um, coming into Japan and, and maybe doing you know, long tempos in the heat. And I've sort of looked at the splits and thought, like being really impressed, being like, wow, like, I don't know if I could have done that. Um, but it's, it's great where my psychology has got to that, you know, because Rob Demid helped me so much to, to accept that I need to um, do a better job of tapering, I can now look at what these athletes are doing and I, I see this long tempo I you know I see these long hard efforts and and I, I almost just like smile now because I'm like 
I think I think that's too much. And I, you know, it might work for them. You know, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, I try not to be, um, we all are, but I try not to be like judgmental. And, um, but my brain kind of goes, okay, I think that that athlete has done too much. And I think that could work to my advantage because um, I have a feeling in, you know, 12 days time or whatever it is, that athlete, that, that long tempo might sort of creep up on that athlete. And, and it's the kind of, it's the kind of long tempo that on paper I'd like to have done myself um, during this week. But I know when I was kind of like planning what I was doing um, and, you know, I asked Rob to step in and, and basically draw the line on the last two weeks so that, so that I basically didn't get carried away and do too much. But, you know, conversations that I would have had with Rob was very much, we both knew travel, heat, humidity, you know, your final two weeks, you had to, you basically just had to be flexible because you might not be able to do what you would normally do. And that could be paces, that could be efforts, that could be all kinds of things just because of the heat and humidity that you're going to face here. Um, and so you're trying to adjust and you're trying to sort of like, you know, the word would be like, you're, you're here and you're trying to acclimate. So you're trying to acclimatize to the climate. Um, but at the same time, I, I genuinely believe you can do too much and then your body doesn't come back. So I think, I, I don't know how it works, to be honest. Like I'm not, not a big sports science guru, but my, my theory would just be little and often seems better for exposure than like, you know, one theory might be, okay, I'm going to do like two hours or, you know, 90 minutes to two hours and it'll be a good, long, hard effort. And then the next time, the next time I do that, my body will just handle it better. Like that's a theory. Whereas I don't know, I don't, I don't necessarily think that's the case. I think if it was a month ago, you could do something like that and it would be beneficial. But I think the recovery time from something like that is just too long that what you're trying to do is help your race. And if you do something that's too long and too hard, then you run the risk of it actually hindering your race. Um, and so that's, that's always the decisions you've got to be making. You've got to be always, always, always prioritizing race day. Race day is the most important day and better. It's actually, in my opinion, with two weeks to go, even three weeks to go, you're better doing a session that will simply maintain all the fitness that you've built than do a session that um, runs the risk of um, taking away from everything you've built, i.e. how training works is you, you break the body down, you make the body tired, you tire the body out, and then by doing that, everything recovers, and it recovers slightly better you know your aerobic system recovers a bit better and your your legs your your physical strength blah 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 so you break it down it recovers and when it recovers it should be in a better place and it should handle things better than before um but i have this idea that if you start pushing that like if you start pushing just a little bit too much you run that risk of you know just fatiguing the body 
um, a little bit more than it can handle and maybe it would take a week to recover and, and you, you're sort of just running out of time at this point because you won't gain the benefits before the marathon and, and you'll just take away from all the good stuff that you've built. Um, and and that's, so it's a risky game at this sort of point, but don't get me wrong, you're, you're trying. My, my former self, as in a year ago before Rob, you know, invited me to trust his system in that last two weeks, which was, you know, a, a much bigger taper than, than I would ever have sort of done previously. Like my previous self loved training pretty hard this week. I, I still did pretty hard sessions this week. And, um, you know, I, I remember doing a 12 mile really hard day on the Friday, 10 days out from Houston Marathon. And, and it filled me full of confidence. But then I hurt my adductor that same day, and and so that confidence was just snatched away from me. Um, so you're always you're always just trying to um keep keep things sensible, be logical about things. Um, I I hope you gain something from when you're traveling. You have to be sensible around travel, and it, and it's the same if you're working full time and you've got a stressful week at work. You have to just accept sometimes that the training won't look on paper how you wanted it to look, but it's logical. It made sense because all we can all we can work with is the day at hand, right? So if you have a 12 hour work day and normally you'd have ran twice that day and done hills, that's not logic. So logic would tell you on that 12 hour work day, that actually might the best thing you could do that day either might be rest or an easy, easy four mile after work. And it might not look, it might not look the way you wanted it to at the end of the week, but deep down in your psychology, you'll think to yourself, no, that was smart because I would have ran the risk that day of work making me tired, two runs making me tired, hills making me tired. I'd have been stressed. I'd have woke up the next day even more tired, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so it's worth having a little think about things like that. Um, so yeah, so I'm just getting ready. Um, it's so good. Like we have, um, it's it's nice to have a full support team. Um, you know, I have the physiology support, and and that's Ricky who supports me in Belfast anyway. So it like having familiar faces is is really really cool and really helpful. Um, I also like take full advantage. You know, I I don't know if you guys seen when I was in in Belfast, I posted about um trying to find um a massage therapist and my massage therapist mick had got a bit of a cold and so i was i was looking for support um in belfast but actually on this trip declan monaghan traveled and i have to say he is by far my um like if i if i could base myself around a place i would legit think about moving to dublin area just and i mean that in all seriousness um, I would legit think about moving to Dublin to be based around because it, it's quite difficult to find um, like a, a really good therapist that um, has, you know, worked with um, like incredible athletes and, and Dex obviously here at the Olympics. He's been um, to all the championships over the last lot of years for, for very good reason um, and just very, very good at what he does. He was releasing my so ass last night and it was so 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 painful but like the the difference today just to be able to feel um my sort of range 
come back again because I could tell when I was walking around, I was a bit restricted in the hip flexors. Um, and it's so nice that when you have a therapist on hand, like you'd be an absolute fool not to sort of tell the therapist that like, hey, you know, I've been feeling this. Can we have a look at it? Um, and yeah, like I, I could not, could not recommend enough if you live in that Dublin area or close to the Dublin area to, um, you know, get in touch with Deck. Um, and he has his own private clinic now. Um, and I actually, I was actually tempted at the time, you know, Declan had got in touch with me when um, I sort of suggested I was looking for a therapist and said anytime, you know, I was um, down and down around that area to, you know, give him a shout. But um, it is quite a drive from Belfast to go down. But, you know, now I, I hadn't been treated by Declan for a while. And I have to say now that like, I've been here and, and he's been treating me. It might be the kind of thing that I do because um, I just sort of forgot how good the guy is at what he does. Um, and I, I'm taking it from someone that is obviously quite good at what I do, like the running side of things. I, I do really appreciate when, you know, people are just very, very good at what they do. Um, and yeah, Deck has earned his reputation of being very, very good at um, just keeping the body in a good place and, um, he has a good feel for the body and he knows where to work, where to work, I guess, like if something needs a bit of attention and then if an area, you know, actually seems okay and he doesn't have to, um, I think some therapists can get carried away thinking you have to work every area quite aggressively. Um, and, and, you know, no, it's, it's, um, there must be a fine art to working on a body. Um, but I have to say, since I've been here and, and the treatment that we've been doing, the body's felt really, really good. And, um, that's all part of the, you know, the final two weeks and, um, hopefully getting the body to a place and, and feeling in a place that, um, your own body mechanics aren't fighting against you. Um, but I'll do another update. This is, I'll do an update when I'm in Sapporo. Um, but everything's went smooth. I'm going to do a session today. I did do a threshold session on the treadmill on Saturday, so day two after flying. Um, I, I, I might have run the risk of doing a little bit too much too soon, but um, I, because I travelled west and I was business class, because thanks, thanks to Sport Ireland, um, you know, fuck me, Sport Ireland has outdone themselves, actually, I must say. Like, this holding camp was supposedly very, very, very expensive. Um, along with, you know, flying all the athletes business class. And, you know, we've heard all sorts of stories about athletes that didn't fly business class and they ended up sitting close to somebody on the plane that, you know, has since tested positive and so they have to isolate. And these are all just the little things that, you know, thankfully Sport Ireland outdone themselves basically and, and you know, did us a real solid. Um, so look, that's all for today. Um, I appreciate you guys listening. I have 16 minutes to pack my bag and get my arse upstairs and on the bus. And I have a track session this morning. Um, so look, take care. Bye for now, Scully. See ya.